The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and visual teachings, visit mountainpark.org. Welcome, Mountain Park. So glad that you're here. My name is Alan. And uh, last week, I had more than one person, more than one person say to me, these are people who know me a little bit, and said they were surprised that I did not make any mention of the Edmonton Oilers. Last Sunday was the day after Saturday when they beat the San Jose Sharks and made it past the first round of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. That's hockey. Um, uh, And so more than one person said, Alan, I can't believe you didn't even mention that the Oilers are now in the second round. And uh, with great maturity, I said, um, I didn't see a place for it to fit. I didn't see that it, I thought about it, but it didn't fit. And so I'm not going to, and then uh, to a person, they responded and said, that's never stopped you before. That's, that's never been an issue. I don't get it. Is something wrong? What's going on? And so let me, let me, I'm bringing it up today, of course. Let me, let me draw a tie-in for you. So I'm from Edmonton, and, and uh, so I cheer for the Oilers. I cheer for the Coyotes. And uh, so my home team, Edmonton, they haven't made it into the playoffs since 2006. That was the year that my family and I moved here from Cincinnati. We moved here, and that first year is, first, is the last time that Edmonton made the playoffs. So now they're not only in the playoffs, but they're doing well, and they're 2-0 against Anaheim now. And they're doing quite well, which is something new. It's something new <laughs> that I'm... <laughs> Just smooth as silk, right? <laughs> Just work that in. Our theme this year is something new, and our hope from the beginning, from January, is that we would see together that God has woven throughout his whole story an invitation for us to be a part of something new, to do something new, to challenge ourselves. My hope is that this year, that there was something that was perhaps stirred up earlier in the year that, that you're still either, either pursuing or considering pursuing something new to say, I want 2017 to be different, that there would be something that God is inspiring you to participate in that is new, that God wants something new for you as an individual and for us as a church. The something new that I want to take a look at today is a new body. A new body. How many of you wish you could have a new body? There we go. Okay. (laughs) Some hands went up enthusiastically, or at least a few parts uh, new. Uh, Part store, you know, kind of take your pick. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this commercial. There are different versions of the commercial with an old guy who's got a hat on and glasses and sweater, and he walks around. And and, uh, the one I'm thinking of, he's, he's by a pool and there's some young ladies in bikinis and they're kind of rolling their eyes. And then he takes off his shirt and kazam, he looks like he, he's an older guy and he looks like he's on the U.S. Olympic gymnastics men's team. I mean, he just looks amazing and stands there and ding, his teeth kind of sparkle and, and, the, and the girls are going, ooh. And so the whole idea on the commercial is, how would you like to have a body like that? Here in Ahwatukee, Body Beautiful is a big deal. We've got so many fitness trainers and fitness centers and, and uh, Body Beautiful, this, that, and the other thing. What I'm talking about today is not that kind of body. I'm not talking about the body that your head sits on. I'm talking about the body that is sitting around you here, that the gathering of people 
is referred to in Scripture as the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. And the plan is not for this body to be overworked, to be worn out, to be uh, to have high cholesterol, to be overweight, to be cancer-ridden, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The plan is for this to be body beautiful. Is for this gathering of people to be a beautiful thing for one another and for the community that they are in. We're going to talk about that uh, this morning. And so, as we head in that direction, would you bow your heads with me? In a word of prayer, God, we're so thankful that we get to gather here in this place, that uh, all of the reasons that would get in the way of us gathering here uh, in this place here today, God, they've been set aside, and we have prioritized this moment to be with you, to be with one another, and so, God, I pray um, for your your Holy Spirit to speak clearly to us here in this place, to help us understand what it means to be part of the body. God, would you inspire us here? Today, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. What I want to talk about this morning is a transition from being a nobody to being part of a new body. Have you ever felt like you were a nobody? Have you ever had a season in your life when you felt like you were a nobody? My, my college experience was terrible uh, in terms of socially, it was. High school was a blast, uh, I uh, went to high school up in Edmonton and uh, had a blast in high school. I was, I was a student body president. I was a valedictorian. I played lots of sports in high school. There were only five uh, graduates, you know, in my class, but it was, still, it was still competitive nonetheless. But I had a blast in high school. I mean, lots of memories, lots of, you know, go for it. And, and, uh, but, but my four years at the University of Alberta, which is a great big secular school up in Edmonton, great school. I started off in engineering, great engineering program. And, and um, um, uh, there are two things that made that experience very different than, um, than many other people's college experience. First of all, I lived at home. So I didn't have that, that I've never had a dorm experience. I've never had a college roommate that that many of you have had, or many you know, of us have our kids' plans uh, to have that. And so I, never, I didn't have that kind of relationship. And then secondly, it was in college that I got serious about my faith. It wasn't until college. I was, I was two very different people in high school, and I had a weekend that was trying to explore faith, and then I had, uh, or I had a Sunday morning that was trying to explore faith. I had the rest of the week and the weekend that was uh, trying to explore other things. And so so I didn't get serious about my faith until college. I realized that I needed to pick one or the other. I couldn't continue to, to be two different people. I had to decide. I had to pick one, and, and I chose Jesus. Uh, but I didn't know at that time, 19, age 19, 20, etc., I didn't know how to have fun without partying. I just, I hadn't, I hadn't figured that out yet. So for my four years of college, I... Uh, put my head down, and I just plowed through and, uh, and focused on studies. And uh, there were some great things that happened throughout that year. I learned a lot uh, about, about the Bible. I learned how to play music and, and, uh, and jumped into leading worship and a number of things like that. But uh, my college years were a social disaster. My social life was, was, was non-existent. Like I said, I just put my head down and plowed through. I can't uh, for, for years, I mean, it's not like just that I'm old and I can't remember. I, 
I can't tell you one name of someone I went to college with. I can't tell you. And for years, I haven't been able to tell anybody one name of somebody that I met in college that I went to college with. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, it's completely, I'm not that good with names anyway, but, but I mean, not one name in my college experience. Now, soon after that, I uh, felt a call to ministry and I got connected with some uh, amazing, vibrant uh, people who were doing ministry and I learned that you can have a whole lot of fun following Jesus. That I learned literally that the kingdom of God is a party. And, and it's the greatest party that I've ever been a part of, that I've ever experienced. And, 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 and that trans, trans, transformation was huge as a part of my calling to ministry. That's one of the reasons it's so important for us around here that church is not boring. Because if we communicate to us or to our community that church, that following Jesus is boring, that we are doing a major disservice to the kingdom of God. And so, uh, so that's why that's all, all important, and I, I jumped into that. But there was a period of time, those four years, where I absolutely felt like a nobody. Socially, just, just I felt like a nobody. The point that I want to make today is that we can move, wherever you are in your, in your journey or connection with others, we can move from being a nobody to being part of a new body, of a body that God has assembled and called the church. The point today is from nobody to new body. From nobody to new body. As I head in that direction, I want to take a look at two different letters that Paul wrote in the first century that have become part of our New Testament. I want to look at a few verses from two different letters. The first one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I invite you to turn there with me if you have your Bible or have an electronic Bible. And uh, I want to begin with verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Paul says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. So Paul here is is talking about baptism. Last week, I I talked about baptism and what we're doing differently this time. I'm I'm very excited about is that we talked about baptism last week, and we're going to celebrate the baptism next Sunday. Next week, May 7th, is a baptism celebration. And we have a number of people who've signed up who are going to be a part of that. Very exciting Please join us next Sunday. It's going to be great as we celebrate these baptisms. The idea is to talk about baptism so that people can have a chance to think about it, think about whether this is the right time for them or, or someone in their family, and then prepare for the baptism celebration. Very excited about that uh, 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 transition, about flowing in that way. And, uh, and, and the idea uh, that is consistent with Paul's words here is that when we... Uh, surrender our lives to Christ, as I talked about at Easter, that when we uh, identify Christ as the solution to the problem of sin, when we embrace the new life offered by Christ, we're dead to sin and alive to new life in Christ, that when we do that, that baptism is a declaration before all who gather to say, to say I, am a, I am a new person. And it's a declaration before all those people. And Paul says, when you do that, you are part of the body. 
You are part of the body of Christ. You're not kind of part of the body of Christ. You're not a probationary part of the body of Christ. You're not, you know, it's not if you do that for a while, then you can catch up to those really important people that are around you. No, you are part of the body of Christ. Jump in. You are part of this body. He continues, verse 14. He says, even so, the body that you get, now get to be a part of, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, I'm sorry, I, I don't normally bring my phone, but I, was, I have a really important phone call that I'm waiting for, so um, just, just hang on, just a second. Hello, this is Alan. Great, okay, uh, yeah, just in time. Um, if you could... Just uh, drive around to the northeast part of the church, and there's a, a door there that enters into the auditorium, and uh, we'll open it for you and let you in, okay? Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Bye. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, where was I? Now, if the foot should say, wow, that was fast. They must have been just pulling up. Okay. Um, Excuse me, would you, would you mind opening the door? They can't, would you mind just opening the door? For, yeah, please. Yeah, I'm sorry to bother you. you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great, great. Perfect timing. Thanks, I'm glad you found it. Thanks for opening the door. Appreciate that. Okay, this here. Here, here. Here's a little something for you. There we go. Thanks. Thank you. Everybody say hi. Okay, good. Excellent. Great. Perfect timing. We didn't have this for the first service, so um, okay, great. And let me jump back in. Now, if the foot should say, "Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body," it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, "Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body," it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. So we have a foot comparing itself to a hand and a foot saying, saying, I'm not as important as a hand, so that means I'm not part of the body. And an ear saying, I'm not as important as an eye, and so I'm not part of the body. I don't belong like the eye does. Now, whether a hand is more important than a foot or an eye is more important than an ear, that you, you can kind of debate that or decide which one is more important, but, but it... But, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't belong. I mean, the foot and the ear absolutely belong. What I have here that, that arrived just in time is a body part. Arrived by ambulance. Okay. Oh, yeah. You want to you wanna know what the body part is? No? Okay, okay. It's a spleen. Yeah, it's a spleen. Now, most of us don't know that much about the spleen. What's a spleen? What is this? It's fun to say. Go ahead and say it. Ready? One, two, three. Spleen. That's one of the most enjoyable you know, human body words, the spleen. But, but, but what does it do? I mean, what is the role of a spleen? How important is the spleen? Do we really need the spleen? Is it one of those optional organs that we read about? Uh, what, what is the spleen? 
Now, some of you, of course, you're in the medical field, you're way smarter than I am, you know what the spleen is, you're, you're not fooled by that. You're also not uh, fooled by whether or not this is actually a spleen. <laughs> and so I know there are many of you that are already thinking, wait a second, that's a lot larger than any spleen I've seen or whatever. Okay, it's not an actual spleen, it's a top sirloin. Uh, <laughs> So this will taste a lot better than a spleen, I'm quite sure. I said it was a body part. I didn't say one animal, so I wasn't you know, lying, but uh, it is a body part. So let's just, for the sake of argument, say that it's a human spleen. All right, can, we do, can you just stretch your imagination? How many of you, as you think about your role in the body of Christ, how many of you kind of feel like a spleen at times? You feel like a spleen in the sense of being hidden, unnoticed. The spleen, as I understand it, is tucked somewhere up in this side. It's a little bit smaller than this, and it kind of hides in this area. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe you don't even know what you're used for in the body. Maybe, you know, maybe other people don't. Other people have a lot less appreciation for, for a spleen than they do other parts of the body. And maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you feel like you're just kind of hidden and less noticed, etc. Paul says, the foot can't say, I don't belong to the body, because he's comparing himself to the hand. That's ridiculous. It's the foot. That's the foot. I mean, what are you going to kick with? We wouldn't even have soccer or football. And the, and, and the ear, it's ridiculous for the ear to say, I'm not part of the body. It's ridiculous for the spleen to say, I'm not part, I don't belong to the body. The spleen filters your blood. Right now, your spleen is filtering your blood. It's removing bacteria from your blood. You are being protected from bacteria because of this little organ inside of you that gets very little attention. Your spleen. Can you live without a spleen? As I understand it, yes. Anybody not have one? Just kidding. Just I don't want to know. I don't know. We don't have to know. But it is possible to have a Spleenectomy, I don't know what it's called when you take one of these out, but, but it's possible to have that. But it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. You have to, you have to decide. There are a lot of factors to decide. Yes, I'm going to remove my spleen because when you don't have a spleen, you have a, 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 a compromised immune system. And it's, and it's a very important deal. I got some medical people nodding. Okay, you're, try to keep up, Alan. You know, you're doing okay. But it, it's, a, it's a very big deal. It's ridiculous for the spleen to say, I don't belong. I'm just a spleen. Okay, some of you are uncomfortable. I'm going to get rid of this. Some of you haven't heard anything I said since I opened the uh, thing here. That's all right. I used a glove so I could uh, cook it up this afternoon. Very excited about that. Um, if, if, this, if you would call this your home church, if you would say this is, is your body, this is the church that you call home, then, then you have an important role here. That's our, it's our mission as a, as a church is for us to all to understand that you have an important role to play in God's story, that your part matters, that we as a body are more complete because of you. You absolutely matter your part matters. Paul continues. He finishes up uh, 
this section, he says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? If you feel like you're different, that maybe there are other parts that are more noticed or more appreciated, that, that's, 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 that's okay. I mean, that's, that's the way it kind of looks sometimes with body parts is that different things are used at different times. It's okay. We've, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different and unique, that if we were all one big ear, could you imagine? Just close your eyes and imagine a body that was just one big ear. Just, that's ridiculous. Just kind of fun to think about, but it's ridiculous. Just one big ear. That's not the way it was designed. He says, but in fact, verse 18, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. The next uh, section that I want to take a look at is another letter that Paul wrote. He wrote to the church in Corinth. He wrote 1 Corinthians. And, and then he also wrote to the church in Ephesus. And Ephesus chapter 2 begins with... Um, so what I want to take a look at is I want to take a look at Ephesus chapter 2 verse 11, which begins with the word therefore. So just like I talked about last week, you can't jump into a verse. You've got to kind of, what is he talking about? What's, back, what's backing into that? And so <laughs> the therefore refers to the first 10 verses of Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul is reminding his listeners what he has done multiple times throughout his letters, reminding them that they are alive in Christ. It's what we've been talking about for the past few weeks. It's what I talked about at Easter, that Jesus is the solution to the problem of humanity. That's what I talked about last week, once again, that we are, we are dead to our sin and baptism represents us being alive in Christ as we come up out of the water. So that's what he's reminding them in verses 1 through 10. He says, therefore, since you are alive in Christ, therefore, verse 11, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body, by human hands. Let me just pause there for a moment. Paul is talking about two groups of people, those who are uncircumcised and those who are circumcised. The uncircumcised are referred to as the Gentiles. The circumcised are the Jewish people. The Jewish people are the ones who are introduced in the Old Testament that God starts a new nation and they're the chosen nation through whom God... Uh, 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 reveals himself to the world through the Jewish people. And the Gentiles, it just represents everybody else, those who are not circumcised. It's this group. It's not one nation. It's, the, it's everybody else. And Paul, they've, they've fully understood this difference. Paul's audience for Ephesians up in the city that was far away from Jerusalem is a group of Gentiles. So Paul is addressing a group of Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. And he says, uh, there in verse 12, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. In other words, the Jews are in and the Gentiles are out. 
The Jews are in, and the Gentiles have felt and have experienced, and this is a major message in the second half of the New Testament, that this story goes beyond the Jewish people. It goes to all people in the world, even to the Gentiles. And so Paul, he's going and saying to them, you have felt separated from this, but you are not separated any longer. I love the word that Paul used in 1 Corinthians when I was talking about the body parts, and, and he says that the foot can't say, I don't belong. I love the word belong. Basically, Paul was saying here that the Jews have always felt like they belong, and you Gentiles, you feel like you don't belong. I think this is incredibly relevant for us because we have a natural desire to belong, to belong to a group of people, to belong with a group of friends, to belong with something that is meaningful, to belong to be part of something that is bigger than ourselves. Some of us here in this room feel like we belong and some don't. Some here at Mountain Park, sitting here in this space right here today, you feel like you belong to this church. When you drive by the new building on the corner of I-10 and 202, you don't look at that building and say, oh, isn't that great that that church has a new facility? Wow, that looks like a nice, great facility. You drive by, if you belong, you drive by and you go, that's our new home. That's, that's not their thing, that's our thing. And you're saying that because you're part of it. That you have invested your time into ministry here. You have, you have stepped up and participated in different ways. You have stepped up and invested in the mission of the church and you faithfully give towards what God is doing here at Mountain Park. You faithfully give towards the building campaign that we call Full Potential. And that you, you, you give towards that. So that building is, you understand, that's yours. That's ours. You are part of it. You know people and people know you. You might get frustrated sometimes because something happened or a decision was made. But, but it comes out of passion for this place because you feel like you belong. And so it matters to you. And so your posture in response to that is to say, okay, what can I do to help? Not, oh, somebody needs to pay, but what can I do to help? You are, are on the field playing the game with the staff and with leaders and the people sitting around you. You are, you are arm in arm playing the game. You are participating. You are active in ministry here at Mountain Park. You feel like you belong. Others of you here in this room, maybe you're, maybe you're just brand new. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you've been here for a while and you still don't feel like you belong. You just feel like it's, it's a them and a you and you haven't yet felt like you belong. Maybe you've tried to be a part of a, of a group, of a, a role group, and, and you just didn't connect with anybody in that group and so it's kind of frustrating because you had your hopes up and so you dove in for a few weeks and... You just didn't connect with anybody. Maybe you signed up for some kind of event and you showed up and, and the event was canceled or it was just lame. It just didn't work for you. Maybe you filled out a card sometime or, or you called and left a message or left an email for somebody, a leader here, and, and nobody got back to you. And, uh, and I, if that happened to you, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please, please give the broken, imperfect body another chance and let us know because we make mistakes and I'm, I'm so sorry if that happened to you. 
but maybe you feel like you, you don't belong for, for other reasons. And so as a result, you, 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 you don't step up in ministry yet. And so a few weeks ago when I talked about Easter and I said, hey, we need some help for people to sign up. And, and you, you didn't really consider signing up to be a part of that because you just don't feel like you belong or, or you haven't participated in full potential, the, the building piece, because you think, yeah, it's, it's a church I attend, but it's not, it's not, I'm not part of it. I'm not part of that body. So that's why you perhaps don't feel like you want to participate in that way. If so, if you, if you don't feel like you belong, then, then maybe you feel like you're kind of up in the stands and you're watching what's happening on the field. You're watching people play. You're watching people use their gifts and, and, you, and maybe part of you thinks, I'd like, to be, I'd like to be a part of the game. But then another part of you just kind of enjoys sitting back and just kind of assessing what's going on there. And, but it's, it's a big difference between belonging and not belonging. Those who belong, stay. Those who belong, even when things get rough and we, you know, we have to figure stuff out together, and when you, when you belong, you stay, and we grow together, and we learn together, and we work through those imperfect moments together, and we celebrate great things together, and it's fabulous. And those who don't feel like they belong, usually they move on, I mean, there's only so long you can stay somewhere if you just don't feel like you belong. I think you move on and you miss out. You don't have to, you don't have to belong here, but it, your heart needs to belong somewhere. And so we hope that this is a place where you can feel like, yes, this is a body that I want to be a part of. If not, go be part of some other body. Be, be connected with a body somewhere. It's it's important for how God has designed you, has created you to be, a, to be a part of something. So what would you say? Would you say that you belong or that you don't belong? It's a big deal because it's, it, we're designed to connect, to belong. And then Paul continues. He says, Uh, it says in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away and have been brought near by the blood of Christ, that, like I said, you're not, you're not sort of part of the body. You're not a probationary part of the body. You are part of the body. You have a significant role to play in the ministry and what God is doing here through Mountain Park. Jump in. He continues in verse 14. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made the two groups, Jews and Gentiles, one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. This was a powerful phrase because there literally was a dividing wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. That the Gentiles could, in the temple court, the Gentiles could hang out in this area. But there was another area where only Jewish people could go. And Jesus comes in and he, he tears down that wall. And he says, we're, we're not doing this anymore. Continues verse 15. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two thus making peace. 
Christ came to bring a new humanity, a new body, to establish a new body, saying, you are no longer separated, Gentiles and Jews. I want to bring you together. Tear down the dividing wall between you, the wall of hostility. I want you to understand that you are the new body when you get together. And 2,000 years later, Jesus is still saying that message to us, that we still have so many reasons and ways that we separate from one another. And Jesus wants to say to this body, male, female, Black, white, old, young, rich, poor, Republican, Democrat, Protestant background, Catholic, Catholic background, you are a new body. Jesus, said, Jesus says, I want to bring you together because together you can do something that you cannot do on your own. I invite you, I, I want you to be a part of this. That the plan has never been, the whole idea is not to move from a nobody to a somebody. This isn't a motivational speech to say, hey, you're important, you're you know, positive thinking. Because that's still about you. If we move from a nobody to a somebody, that's still about you. But instead, a more beautiful picture, move from a nobody to a new body. That's us. That's you seeing your role as a spleen or a foot or an ear or an eye, whatever it is, as a significant part of what God is doing right here, from a nobody to a new body. Here at Mountain Park, we've got feet. We've got feet. We've got people who feel called to go to different places around the world. And when we say, hey, we have an opportunity in Mexico or in Honduras or in India or whatever, people just say, they, they take their resources, they invest their time and their resources, and they say, I want to go. I want to represent Mountain Park. I want to represent Christ as I go to other parts of the world. We've got feet here at Mountain Park. We've got hands. People who every Sunday, every Sunday, and other times that we do ministry throughout the week, but every Sunday for sure, people who prepare in children's ministry make sure the rooms are set up and all the materials are ready to go. We've got people who, who are hands, who are loving on your babies and taking care of them and bouncing them and, and taking care of kids and making sure they're, they're taken care of so you can come here and focus on God for a moment here. We've got people here at Mountain Park who are ears, who are, who are committed to praying for you, they pray every week. They pray every day for the ministries of Mountain Park. They pray for every gathering that we have that you would have an encounter with God. And through that prayer, they listen to God. God, what, what do you want to say to us as a body? They are our ears. They're listening. We have people who are our eyes, people who, who have a vision for how things could, could improve, a vision for children's ministry and student ministry and adult ministry and how we can grow as a body together. As I thought about what part I am, I'm basically the mouth. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I'm six foot four, over 200 pounds, so it's fair to say that Mountain Park has a big mouth. You can say that. You can, that's kind of a decent summary there. But what... What part are you? What, what part are you? What, what role are you playing in the body of Christ? If you feel like you belong, if you feel like, yeah, I, I'm still working on you know, developing my body part and being a part of this body, and, but you feel like you belong, you're active in ministry here, fantastic. 
That's terrific. That's what it's all about. It's us using our gifts together. But if you feel like you don't belong, and it, it could be something that we have done as a church, we have, we have made a mistake um, uh, to you, and again, I apologize for that. But if you don't feel like you belong, if you feel like you're, 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 not, you're not yet making a difference, you long to belong, you want to make a difference with the days that God's given you, and, and you feel like you're a spleen and you're not really sure what the role of a spleen is in the body of Christ, then I encourage you to continue to pursue participation, to continue to pursue the many ways that we invite you to be part of something here. Almost every Sunday, there's something that we invite you to. Almost every Sunday, there's, there's an invitation to serve on a ministry team. And, and are, you know, are you at the point of just kind of, you just, you just blow all those things off? If you want to belong, then which one of those might catch your attention? Open up your mind and your ears to how that might be something for you. At almost every Sunday, we invite you to go somewhere, to be a part of serving Hope for the Homeless meals here in, uh, in Phoenix or to travel to Rocky Point and do a weekend mission trip or whatever, to go and be a part of something. Oftentimes, we invite you to participate in a group or some kind of off-site study or to do some kind of event. Right now, there's over 50 men who are not here this weekend because they're at man camp. And I heard from one guy who came back early because he has a role to play in terms of Sunday mornings. He came back early and he said, it's awesome. The weekend is going great. And if you heard about that as an example and passed on it and you want to belong, then don't miss the next one. Don't miss the next opportunity. I'm, I'm not saying this because we want something from you. I'm, we don't want something from you. We want something for you that it's an incredible joy to feel like, like you understand what your role is in the kingdom and to team up with great men and women around you and be a part of something that's making a difference here in Phoenix and around the world. So if you feel like you belong, terrific. If you long to belong, let us know if we can help in some way and pay attention to different ways that God is using this place to help you connect with others and connect with God, to move from being a nobody to being an incredibly important part of a new body. The band's gonna come out and lead us in one final song as we head towards that. Would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I'm so thankful for this body, for this, for this group of, of talented, uh, passionate people that we are, we are, um, we are nothing as individuals but you have assembled these pieces to come together to form body beautiful. And so God, I pray that you would continue to inspire us, to, to charge us, to, to, um, to flex our muscles as part of this body so that we can maximize our opportunity, so that we can experience all the more joy, all the more connection, all the more belonging, all the more grace, all the more opportunity to be a part of your kingdom. Inspire us, God. Invite us into meaningful experiences, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.